You're listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. Welcome back to the Insecure Experience brought to you by the Flawless Noises Media Network. As usual, I'm one third of your co host. I'm Candace, and you can find me on all social media at Not So Newlywed PC. As usual, I'm joined by my beautiful co hosts, Bree and Tia. Hey, ladies. Hey, y'all. Hello. I feel like I should say my social media because I haven't in a while. So on um, Instagram, I'm Bree Tastical, B-R-E-T-A-S-T-I-C-A-L. And on Twitter, I am at underscore It's Miss Bree. Yes, it's Bree. Bree be getting, the <laughs> Mama Meets World account be getting mad messages. And I'll be like, oh, my God. Like, I'll, be, I'll be like, okay, breaking her networking on. Hey, Tia, tell people where they can find you on social media. Hey, everybody, you can find me on Twitter at T the Gym, that's T E E the Gym, and on Instagram at Tia the Gym. I've been getting a few new followers so far, and so far, y'all haven't been the kids, and I thank y'all for that. And keep it coming. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that you had to give that disclaimer in the first hand place sends me. Because it, it gets weird on Twitter. Like, niggas is weirdos these it, days. Like, you can see in my bio, but this is how you know niggas don't read. Because Mike's name is in my bio, and niggas will still jump in my DMs trying to shoot their shot. If hey. you ain't trying to talk about podcasting, if you ain't trying to make no donations, you're not trying to buy no merch, I don't want to talk to you. For real. For but you real. said you married. You didn't specify if you was happy. And that's the same shit niggas be coming on. You got to put married and happy. Please mm. don't. Oh me. my God. They wow. Are, they can get obnoxious. I tell you what. And the crazy part is when women come in my DMs, they be they be talking money. They want to buy shirts. They wanna they wanna donate. They wanna they trying to be a guest. So if you niggas can't keep up with the women, keep your funky ass out my DMs, please. Listen, I started charging. When, when niggas come in my inbox with something stupid, I have a can response. I'll be like, hi, you've reached Bree. To continue this messaging, please send $5 to Cash App, dollar sign, Mrs. Bree. You like Kelly? Is you bilingual? I- <laughs> <laughs> that voice Listen, I need to see more. Uh, I want to see more of Kelly next season. I know this season was all about the ups and downs of Molly and Issa friendship, but I really truly have enjoyed the episodes where we get a chance to hear Kelly even in small pieces. So, yes. and Amal. Yes. yes. Bring Amal back, mm-hmm. please. Um, Amal eating them damn wings was so, <laughs> that shit tickled me so bad. When that waiter said, that's what you get, nigga. <laughs> um i don't have any network announcements just thank y'all for listening we appreciate y'all thank you for subscribing and sharing our posts like even the share helps it towards the stream so we appreciate that and be sure to subscribe to the patreon and listen to the other regular feed shows like mama meets world if you subscribe to the patreon listen to um the wind down with Tia and myself. We have a lot of great content and we do have new shows coming. So mm-hmm. yeah. 
Um, yeah. So first things first, Carrie Washington directed this episode, which I believe she had directed an episode or two last season as well. It's, it, I guess it's safe to say she's a friend of, of Insecure and she does really well. Cause I did enjoy this episode though. It enraged yes. me towards mm-hmm. the end. So ladies, where, where do y'all right. want to start? Right at the beginning? Yeah, I wanted to say something about uh, Carrie Washington and, you know, kudos to her because a lot of like seasoned quote unquote actors don't really mess with like the, the actors and the directors that are starting out, but she seems like she reaches back so often and, you know, even though Issa's popular now, you know, she's a pretty new, she's pretty new at uh, creation or whatever, especially on a large scale. So for her to say, yeah, I'm going to direct the episode for you. is huge to me. I agree. Right. Yeah. So before, so before we even get into the episode, I just want to quickly shout out all of our listeners for checking in on me. Uh, last episode recording, I was kind of out of it because life be life in, but just to see how attentive you are to detail in each and every one of us as hosts, it really meant a lot. I thank y'all for reaching out, for sending your words of encouragement, love and light and all that positivity that really helps me going. I had an opportunity to celebrate another trip around the sun, to be around family, to get loved up on. And it really helped out a lot, this, you know, during these trying times that we're living in. So again, I say thank you to our listeners. We love you. We appreciate y'all. And we're going to continue to bring y'all good content. Yes. There we go. So when this episode opens, was I the only one that thought Issa might have been daydreaming? I thought yes, she was I thought so too. I was like, oh no, Issa, no. And when when that shit turned out to be real, I ain't gonna lie. We have talked about Lawrence and Issa not getting back together. But if this is what they was like when shit was good for them, I want more of that. Cause he yes, was like blowing her did. he was blowing her back out every chance he got. Yeah. And I love that they didn't just show them fucking. I love that they showed like the moments that they shared when they weren't having sex and how they kind of just vibe together. And they look comfortable and happy together. Like, you know, a lot of people have great chemistry at sex, but they don't have any chemistry when it comes to just hanging out, especially, you know, going back and fucking with an ex. Like, you know, sometimes you just like, let me get that dick and don't want yeah, nothing else. That's yeah. it. And sometimes, <laughs> sometimes going back to an ex shit can definitely go left. But I, it was great to see that chemistry between them. This is something that we didn't see in the first season because they were right. bad space in their relationship. So just to see what they were like prior to, you know, Lawrence not working and going through his spouse of depression and just Issa being miserable in the job that she hated, but now she's doing something that she loved. So in this case, uh, absence did make the heart grow fonder for both Lawrence and Issa. Mm-hmm. And at first I was kind of hating on it, but you know what? I would like to see more of it. That chemistry is mad real. Like, you know, in real life, Jay Ellis is married and Issa is engaged. Um, Not to each other, obviously. But I I wouldn't mind it, you know, if it ever happened, if that was the case. But on on the screen, the, the, the amount of skill it takes to have chemistry that people would be like, damn, is they fucking in real life? Right. Because that's the energy I got. Like, damn, they kind of got some, mm-hmm. Yeah, they got some good chemistry. But I was I was happy and I was 
proud of Issa for being a woman about her shit because she could have very easily not told Lawrence about Nathan in any capacity. Right. Exactly. And I, um, I was also going to say like, as far as being together in real life, I had kind of thought like maybe they had a thing, you know, but because it wouldn't be the first time. Don't y'all remember that Tasha and Dro have, have a baby together? Yeah. Yeah. Tasha and Dro have a baby together. Remember that the, uh, the the black chick um from orange is the new black the one that they end up killing off she married yeah. to the to one of the writers or the creator of the show or the woman who who this actually happened to like she left her girlfriend to be with this so it's not out the realm of possibility that co co-stars and co-workers don't end up fucking with each other especially in this type of atmosphere it's not like our our nine right. to five where they mm-hmm. don't want you uh fraternizing and shit like that but i wouldn't dare never mind let me just say i don't want to I, I don't see it for nobody i work with like that oh honey i definitely don't get my money and my honey in the same place ever 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 i will say like for me i think Issa understands the magnitude of what happened when she cheated on Lawrence. And so Mm -hmm. she's being fully transparent. Like that's one of the things that happens after cheating takes place is if the person is serious about never repeating that mistake, they are honest. They are giving you full transparency and trying to make you Mm -hmm. comfortable and build that trust back up. And I was happy to see that Lawrence also accepted it and didn't fly off the handle and wasn't being weird. Because I fully right. expected yeah. him to be like, yeah, cut that shit off. But he was like, okay, well, if you say y'all just friends, y'all just friends. Okay. Exactly. And I also, um, I appreciate her and Molly not being friends or not being cool in this moment because I'm glad that she directly told him what happened because I feel like old Issa would have had to ask Molly nine times, like, should I do this? Should I do that? Am I doing too much if I do this? And I, I think, you know, with her going with her first mind or trying to go with her first mind, she's making better decisions. I think so yeah. too, Brie. I absolutely think that Issa is being forced to grow up and be a woman about hers because she does not have Mo- Molly to fall back on. And also I think that Molly is not in a healthy enough place to give Issa constructive criticism or help her work through these situations. Cause she's got her own bullshit to work through as we going to right. coming right up. Like the blind don't need to lead the blind. I'm going to be honest. The she blind can't lead the blind. Mm-mm can't all she all she would have done is it's just come from a place of bitterness of negativity and jealousy low-key if Issa would have told her like we will discuss it a little bit later but like if Issa would have straight up told her like yes me and Lawrence are working things out and we are back together that conversation wouldn't have gone well because Molly is just so negative yeah I definitely think Molly would have tried to sabotage Lawrence and Issa being back together well, I mean, she she's done nothing but show like she doesn't. But I'm trying to I'm trying to articulate this in the right way, because it's like some people, some women in relationships, when something bad happens, they run to their best friend and tell them everything bad that happened. So the, the best friend has this really jaded feeling about the ex. But I feel like even though they were best friends, Molly saw that relationship close hand so you know all those seven years or whatever that they were doing okay she saw the bad end of it 
And I kind of wonder because I have friends that have been in long-term relationships and, you know, they got off track or whatever and they got back together. And I encouraged them to get back together because I knew both people, you know, Molly knowing Lawrence and also Molly knowing Issa. I'm really surprised that she's so anti-Lawrence. I really wonder where, where, where did it come from? Because, yeah, you've seen him, him mistreat your friend, but that couldn't have been the only experience that y'all, you've ever had. Like, the nigga's not a bum. No, he's not. No. But like it I probably just not. goes back to y'all saying, you know, she's just jealous. She's really jealous and mean, and she doesn't want to see Issa happy in any regards, especially not when she feels like, you know, the person is not a good person, because Molly don't want her to fuck with either one of them, to be honest. No, she's had a hand no. in sabotaging both of those situations. Um, as we saw seasons ago when she ran into Lawrence, like in that courtyard, and was mm-hmm. basically like, mm-hmm. you just need to move on and leave Issa alone. And then same thing, ran into Nathan um, when he came back from dealing with his mental health issues and basically was like, you need to leave her alone. You ghosted her. And I understand your friends loving you don't want to see you hurt, but I'm, uh, I'm, sometimes. I was about to say I'm I'm of the belief that you should mind your pussy, um, yes. and let and let the chips fall where they may. So, right. Yeah. I'm also of the belief that you don't share every single bad thing that happens in your relationship with your friends, because it, these niggas, my friends, ride for me, and they'll be coming after a nigga with a pitchfork, and the next week I'll be like, oop, my bad, we back together, or you know whatever. So, listen, Brie could be like. Colin gone, and I'm about to block Colin on every fucking thing. Like, yeah, I, I it just it too. <laughs> is what it is. It's just going to be what it's going to be. Um, and, I, you know, if if I was to come to Bree and be like, you know, Mike did ABCDEFG. I'd be like, like, Mike who? Ain't no Mike. He, he'd be blocked on everything. It just wouldn't even be a doubt about it. So, yeah. I but just, that, that's why... I agree with you. And I feel like that's why it's important to, and I know we're not talking about just show, but in life to protect your relationship. Like there, you can express yourself to your friends, but I think we're literally seeing in real time what happens when you overshare with a friend. Like Molly feels like she has the right to do all this. It's not that just, it's just Molly's opinions. She feels like she has the right to say, she feels entitled to do this. Yes. Entitled to making decisions in her life. And the only person that can make decisions in your life is you. <laughs> Speaking of, Condola is gone, girl. Get your ass <laughs> up out of here. Gone. You out of here. We don't got nothing else for you. Um, I was pleasantly surprised because I absolutely thought that they were going to try to turn this I need to talk mm-hmm. to you situation into something more than what it was. But when Lawrence told Issa, like, yeah, that's done. What's up with us? And I was like, oh, okay, that's big dick Ooh. energy right there. Yes. He wasn't playing no games. He wasn't leaving no strings hanging around. And I appreciate him for that. Um, just because... I think it would be weird. So Nathan and Lawrence don't know each other, but Condola and Issa do. So I think it would have been very weird to try to maintain any form of communication with Condola, knowing that you was with Issa, then you was with Condola, now you back with Issa, and Issa and Condola worked on something together. I do hate that, you know, Issa is losing a really great resource in this event planning that she's trying to do, um, because Condola was a great resource, but... 
Condola played her own hand when she tried right. to play Issa yeah. over Lawrence. So it, I'm like, it is what it is. She still got the the, the hilarious assistant. I like yeah. her, and I'm gonna <laughs> learn her name. I'm gonna learn her name for the next episode. But she is hilarious. She said, "I'm yeah. on a high." What did she say? I'm on a high gluten diet. I'm trying to get thick for the weekend. <laughs> With them fucking pocket hand warmers in her purse. <laughs> she said it's like warm. a toaster oven in here. I was screaming. <laughs> I will say, though, um, with Condola, I don't feel like Issa has lost a big thing. Because if, if she didn't give Issa anything, she gave her confidence. I think that was the gem. And yeah, yeah, she had great relationships, but she also doubted herself. But now you see how she's trying to actively, you know, get sponsorships and go on these places by herself. Issa wouldn't have done that before somebody gave her a vote of confidence. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Condola definitely, definitely gave her that push that she needed that her circle of friends weren't doing because right. she was always so unsure of herself oh, I think I could do this, but maybe I can't do this. She was suffering from imposter syndrome. And then with, Condola, then with Condola giving her that affirmation that she could do it and, okay, I'm giving you the blueprint and you take it to the next level. But she really don't need Cousin Skeeter. Like, she kick rocks <laughs> on 95. Like, she really don't need her now. <laughs> I, I do think, and I'm just going to go back a little because I'm a conspiracy theorist, um, kind of. I think that Lawrence may have been, I don't want to say lying about chartreuserie, but I want to say maybe he didn't give all the facts like, oh, we talked and we, you know, it's done. And those are famous last words because you talk to somebody, but it doesn't necessarily mean they have the understanding that the shit is over. We've all seen that. That's a good point, Bree. So Condola's going to be a hanger on. In the next season, maybe. But and then I, I think something might pop up in the next episode because you know they're going to yeah. leave us with a big cliffhanger or whatever. So mm-hmm. I'm praying it's not the pregnancy thing because to me that's please, playing. No. And I, oh God, yeah. please, just please no. leave uteruses out of this and let let people have sex for fun and not, you know, that that to me would Tyler Perry this shit. Like, it feels like every time a woman is having sex for fun or, you know, whatever, it turns into some kind of punishment by pregnancy or STD or whatever. And I really don't, I don't, I don't have the stomach for that this episode. I mean, next episode. But I'm yeah. hoping and praying. I don't think anybody's going to pop up pregnant. I, I yeah. actually feel like Condola is done. Um, I don't think we're going to see her again. I think what will be the big issue going forward will be the distance because Lawrence is taking that job and rightfully so. Yeah. Rightfully so. There's, there's no reason to become stagnant when that was the key issue. When you and Issa were together the first time he needs to chase his dreams. Right. I'm secretly hoping that the season finale will be like the come with me type thing. Even though I know it's like the wrong thing to want or whatever, especially, you know, shit's popping for her where she's at and you asking her to leave. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind it. Yeah, I, would, I wouldn't mind it. But I mean, it's like a $49 round trip from San Francisco to LA. So I'm not at all super worried about the distance. I just really don't see it for Nathan. And we're going to talk about that in a minute. But speaking oh, of another please. bozo, Molly back in therapy, lying to Dr. Rhonda and Dr. Oh Rhonda God. dragging oh Molly God. fulfilled. First things first. If you're not woman enough 
to analyze a situation and see where you could have made a mistake and you could have been at wrong for the way things transpired. I don't want to have anything to do with you, especially when you not Period. know grunt when you when you a grown titty woman like Molly. There's well, some always... people go to therapy hoping, or some people go to therapy just wanting to hear someone echo their own sentiments. And she seems to be the one. And even when the therapist tried to check her, she was like, eh, nah, it ain't me. And I'm like, remember I said like two episodes ago or last episode, I don't even care if she goes back to therapy if she doesn't have any self-awareness. And she is a queen and not having any fucking self-awareness. I'm like, you sit in her chair, she's asking you to do the work. And be real with yourself and, and really ask those hard questions. And you're talking about, no, you gave it a blink of thought. You didn't even think about it hard enough. You know, that's because Molly, Molly is a classic narcissist. I discussed this in therapy. I dated a narcissist. So everything that she exhibits in the way that she presents information, half asked to Dr. Rhonda and to anybody really in general who wants to hear her speak, she is the classic narcissist and she b- believes that everyone else is wrong and she is right and she is entitled to every single thing including Issa's happiness and when and Dr. Rhonda was asking a hard-hitting question she asked Molly do you want to be right or do you want to be in a relationship and does your friendship with Issa still serve you and do you want to repair it like those are but the fact that it took tech a therapist to get her to even consider those questions i just i do not like molly this season and i can't maybe mm-hmm. next season she will do some soul searching and figure shit out but in this season she is so insufferable and childish like she's always been this person like she has but the the only difference is before it was cute because it didn't bother anything now it's not mm-hmm. cute anymore it's not no. cute anymore and she's point. always been very me, 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 I need this, and very superficial and shit. You see the way she's dated. You see the way she's interacted with people. This is who she is. But this is the first time that it's been in a real enough situation that we got to be like, damn, you're a fucking clown, like, for real. Yeah. And this, I think this is the part that pissed Tia off so bad was Issa, we finally got our daydream moment where she called Molly and Molly flew off the handle on her. But then she ended up calling her for real and leaving a voice message and just asking Molly if she wanted to meet for brunch and talk. And why? Why? Why, Issa? Why? 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 That's her best friend. That's her best friend. I get that. I get that. But I mean, in this case, you want Molly to step up and actually take accountability for her actions. She should have been the one who reached out to Issa first. Like, why did Issa have to bend and break? But this goes back to Dr. Rhonda, right? Do you want to be right? Or do you want to have your friendship back? Do you want to repair it? Or do you want to, does it no longer serve you? And I think we saw, we see the growth in Issa that we should be seeing in a Molly that's going to therapy. Issa is saying, okay, Mm -hmm. I miss my best friend. I would like to talk to her. I would like to start reestablishing communication. Issa didn't run in discussing everything, but she just kind of was gauging the temperature of where Molly was at. And as she told Lawrence, when she talked to him, like she she could even tell, she was like, Molly's still not in the greatest place with me, but if we keep working on it, we gonna be back right. But that's the thing to me. And that's what like, because, 
a firm believer there are two sides to everything, right? The way things should be done and the way you're going to do things. And I have been that person who reached out to somebody who I didn't feel like deserved to be reached out because I love them and I care about them and I don't want to lose them. And I know that what Molly did was insufferable, but those bonds that you have with your best female friend, that's some shit that's not going to break overnight. That's hard to let go. It is. And somebody, not somebody, my mama, my mama made a good point to me when I had a falling out with a friend and she was like, never have more chances for niggas than you have for your own friends. A nigga mm-hmm. could do you wrong 97 times and you still back in his face some way. But a girl, a woman does you wrong and you like fuck her forever. Like, I think that's a, like that. I think that's a Dang. great point. Come on, and this, dragged is me. this is something <laughs> I hold on to. I, I give my female friends way more grace than I give niggas, even mm-hmm. the nigga I'm married to. Because I lay in the bed with your ass every night, nigga. You should know better. If anybody know better, it should be your ass. You should know better. Friends, we are all just so different. Life hits us very differently. We don't get to see each other all the time. We don't spend copious amounts of time together. And sometimes just being in a bad place can spill over even into your friendships, Mm -hmm. you know, especially Mm -hmm. if you're not an effective communicator. And a lot of us aren't, you know, I'm a drag, all three Mm -hmm. of us. A lot of us are the type. We just going to keep shit to ourselves. Oh, I'm all right. I mean, yeah, I'm going to be okay. Yeah. You know, everything is cool. Knowing everything is not cool. We not okay. We not all right. We need to get this shit off our chest, but we holding on. I don't want to weigh nobody else down. Right. And let me get this shit off my chest. Especially black women. A lot of black women will have problems with other people, but instead of trying to bring those problems to the other people, they'll just try to work on it within themselves on some, you know what? I'm not about to stop this person's life. They may not even feel the way that I'm feeling. I'm not about to have this long drawn out because I know even personally, sometimes I don't feel like having a fucking conversation because you know your friends, you know who's going to get aggy at you, you know who's going to get super defensive. And sometimes you just feel like, fuck it, it's not worth going, you know, having to go through all of this, I'll just figure out how not to be mad or not to be so upset. Absolutely. Yeah, that's just me. <laughs> yeah, because if you one of those women that's harder on your friends than you are on men, you got to change your thinking. Like That's something we as women have to unlearn mm-hmm. is we have to learn to give other women grace. Um, and I felt that Issa believed in her mind that yes, they had an argument, but not it was not so serious that she would end her friendship with her best friend. Like she wanted to talk to her. She wanted to start reestablishing communication because I do feel like that. I'm one of them people when I'm mad, don't try to talk to me about the issue right then and there. You're not going right. to go, you're not going to get nowhere with me. I'm a person, I need to cool down. I need time to think. And I don't necessarily want to rush in talking about things. Let's let's establish a, a positive rapport again, and then let's iron out our issues and go from there. I'm I'm a Issa person. I don't want to talk about it right then and there. You're not gonna get anywhere because you know, like Issa said, the shit was too fresh, and she wasn't her favorite person. Sometimes all it takes to rectify a situation is time. Lauren said it, didn't he? Yep. Yeah. And Laura's turning me so on in these last hair. few episodes. Listen, oh my it's God. It's the haircut. It's the haircut. It's his haircut. It's his lips too. <laughs> it's his that's lips. Oh, he's like. got some nice lips. 
It's his energy in these past few episodes. It's everything. He is so sexy in these last few episodes. Good God. Mm -hmm. And Um, he didn't have that sexiness before. I don't know where it came from, but I was definitely turned on. Um, Like you said, Candace, because you had had posted that shit on Twitter or something. I was like, "Mm, same. And he got a cute butt. Yes. And he's so brown. He looks like somebody and Issa look like somebody dipped them in a vat of of melanin or something and just put you've never seen cocoa butter that like don't look like they have a look like perfectly fried chicken to me. Like (laughs) 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 he be he be glistening on that TV screen. And in grand fashion, Issa pays for brunch and I felt bad because I know that she paid for that brunch because she did not want to seem like the user Molly made her feel like she was. And so I don't understand how Molly feels like she's so justified when the mean and nasty things she said to Issa have left a lasting impression on Issa. Doll, you know how much I wish to God that as Issa was paying for brunch, Molly says, puts her hand over her hand and says, hey, I got it. And I want to apologize. I don't think you're a user. And, you know, I just said that because I was so mad. But instead, she made it like this. Oh, you got it? Okay, you got it? Like, okay, girl. Yeah, I just, and Bree said it, and I want to reiterate it. Words mean a lot, especially amongst women friendships. Words are a lot. And the way that Molly was slinging those daggers at Issa and has not once tried to walk them back mm-hmm. or apologize for them. She really feels like that about Issa. Yep. And I really mm-hmm. am pissed off that she even agreed to meet with Issa knowing she truly felt like that about her. Like well, she to her, been that a- was doing the work, right? Yeah, yeah. To yeah. her, that was doing the work. Simply meeting with her and being in the same room as someone that she doesn't like so much was enough to check that shit off her to-do list from therapy. And that, that ain't it. That ain't it. And when she told Andrew about it, you can tell that Andrew does not agree with Molly at all, but he is afraid of the confrontation that would come with calling her out on this fully. Because the moment he calls her out, it's going to be the end of their relationship. Yeah, he's throwing daggers. Well, not daggers. He's throwing hints like, well, maybe you should meet her halfway. If you wanted to discuss it, you should have been the one to start discussing it. And she's looking at him like, hold up, whose side you on? And he like, I'm on your side, babe, but I'm just saying that's your best friend. And, and it's in all of that, that I truly believe he absolutely still disagrees with Molly's behavior at that block party. Mm-hmm. Yes. But how do you say, you know, it's funny because me and Colin have this conversation all the time. Like, if I'm wrong, let me be right until we get home. You know what I mean? But they're, they've been in enough safe spaces for him to like lay out, hey, listen, you weren't right. And I feel like it's kind of cowardly. But at the same time, I also understand, you know, that's his girl and he cares about her and he wants to be with her. And you kind of know what pressure points you don't step on if you're in a relationship. Nobody wants to fight all the fucking time. Nobody wants to be mad all the time. Nobody wants to be in that weird place. So I get you, Andrew, but I really wish you weren't being a bitch about this because some things deserve to get, you know, pushed to the forefront, especially being like, I want him, I think he's championing for Issa because that's the reason he met her, you know? Uh, yes, yes. Yeah. Yep. And he is 
Okay, this I, this what I've been wanting to hear y'all opinions on. That's why I didn't ask in the group chat. Victor is in town, gets mm-hmm. them courtside seats to the Clippers. Molly refuses to go. I don't necessarily disagree with Molly not wanting to be around Victor in this moment. Um, and a part of me feels a little bit of a way with Andrew and not understanding where Molly is coming from. Cause this might be the one situation where I don't think Molly is wrong. When somebody discounts your humanity or tries to play devil's advocate about your humanity, it's hard to see them and want to be around them in any capacity. Oh, I completely agree with you, but, and let's put that big butt in there. That's your nigga. Do you really want to be right? Or do you want to stay with your man? Because there are ways to be around people and be cordial and not fuck with them. Like, yeah, there is. We do, it every, we do it all the time. Like, raise your hand if your nigga has ever had a friend or something that you had to hang out with because that was his friend or whatever, but you couldn't stand that nigga. Like, I've done it several times. And I got a story I, for y'all when we not recording about this. <laughs> <laughs> like, we, we have all been forced to kind of make peace with people that we wouldn't normally make peace with. But you don't have to really make peace, per se. He, I, he invited you to a game. If you really wanted to be big, bad, and bold, bitch, go to the game and state your fucking beef. Yeah. Or explain, or explain better to Andrew why this is still sitting with you. Saying because I don't want to, because I don't want to. Molly is a terrible communicator with everybody. Mm-hmm. She feel like just saying, "Well, I don't feel like it," and that's that is enough. That's not always enough in a relationship. Sometimes you have right. to let those walls down, and you have to effectively communicate. Because if she would have said, "Your brother playing devil's advocate with my life and my humanity." does not sit well with me because I've experienced this so much as a black woman. And maybe right. Andrew would have said, okay, I, I understand where you're coming from. How can we right this wrong between you and my brother? Because I want you around in my life and my brother is my brother and I'm not going right. to choose between either of you. But she just does a, such a piss poor job at, at, expressing her feelings and then being mad when people don't understand why she feel the way she feel she maybe it's that bob wig (laughs) fuck that wig bitch please can we talk about the wig and okay molly the explorer (laughs) (laughs) molly and yvonne orgy are not the same person but that wig is the same wig (laughs) baby i am I do not make a ton of money, and I promise you, when I put a wig on my head, you have you see a part. You can see where the baby hairs, you know, or the, the hairline has been customized. I'm not for all the baby hairs. I think they're stupid. But how do you have all this money, baby, and you just not – I just – it's some local girls that would – listen, it's some local girls mm-hmm. that would give her exactly what the fuck she needs, and I want – so much better for her because at first the wigs was like a running joke with me and I'm like, wait, this is not a fucking joke to her. This is, a, but I love the braids. I, <laughs> I love, love the, the braids. braids. Yes. Mm-hmm. I don't I love do. the wigs. And the wigs don't love her. Okay? They don't. Not they even don't. in real life. Not you too much of a badass bitch to be walking around in a wig that look like it. you ain't even fucking put baby powder on it to get the shine off. Like, mm-hmm. you're too good for that. Gorgeous woman. Beautiful legs. Horrible wigs. I just don't get it. Yes. I need to start up. I'm sorry. Go ahead. (laughs) 
I think it's a better person, but it's not. No, today. it don't worry about it. it <laughs> I mean, it'll happen, but if it don't happen today, that's okay too. I mean, it's okay. always tomorrow. But um, Issa and Lawrence are talking on the phone, and he all but got that damn job. And I'm really happy for him because um, nothing, yes. nothing depletes you like feeling stagnant professionally. Mm. Like it just, it, it kills your soul and it makes it hard for you to be present when you feel like you are not getting the opportunities you know you want and deserve. And I'm glad to see him going after them. And I'm glad to see him staying present um, in the in the relationship with Issa. But when this is what really pisses me off about Molly, Issa telling Lawrence how much she missed Molly. Mm. Like she missed her best friend and you feel like you can't even meet her halfway to repair things. Like, I just... Okay, how far she... are we going to get into this? Because I have so many opinions, but I want to know, are we just talking about the phone call? Just the phone call. About... Okay. Just the phone call. And then the energy Issa was... I mean, Molly was given in the therapist's office, like, no, I wasn't wrong. And blah, blah, blah. And I showed up. That's me meeting her halfway. Like... That energy is so shitty when this w- woman is sitting on the phone gushing over her best friend and, and getting to see her and reconnect with her. Question. Has Molly even talked about how much she misses Issa? No. No. No, she hasn't. She she doesn't miss her. This has really reminded me, and it's akin of like when you break up with a band or whatever and you spending all your time missing him and thinking about him and shit and he ain't thinking about you. And no, he posted all. another. He posted another bitch on Instagram. That yeah. shit hurts from a real place, especially when a woman does it to you. That shit make that shit hurt my feelings. Like yeah. you sitting here, she has nothing but negativity. She ran home to Andrew, just trashing her before she could even get her damn shoes off. You know, from going to brunch, and Issa's just like on the other hand, I really, really miss her, and I'm just like that shit made me mad and that sad. That shit hurt my feelings. Time. It did. And then we get Issa helping Nathan. Why the fuck he needed help unpacking books? That nigga ain't need no help. <laughs> he yeah. was trying to, he invited Issa over there to fuck. Let's be yeah. honest about it. He thought he was finna get some pussy because he had his own place now. He talking about, oh, me and my homies finna about the barbershop. We doing our thing. Meanwhile, Issa is like, fam. Me and my me and my old nigga, me and my old work just got back together and it's like new work again. And boy did the jealousy jump out. Jumped. Out. It leaked. You know, it the thing that also bothered me is like, okay, so you clearly trying to fuck me because you're walking up behind me, you putting your hands all on me, you, you know, making these interests in the in the conversation where it could turn easily. You're trying to fuck me, but you haven't given me a reason to fuck you. What conversation have we had to put us in a better place? Issa got that fire. She must have got that fire. She do. She She got that fire. Because Lizard Eyes really annoys me. (laughs) He really annoys me. Calling him Lizard Eyes is hilarious. I just, I didn't appreciate the low blows he was taking when he couldn't get his way. Um, Very Mm -hmm. bitch nigga-ish because you don't know Lawrence and when Issa confided Mm -hmm. in you she confided in you from a place of she admitted her wrong and she told you what Lawrence did to help along 
ruin the relationship. So it wasn't like Issa had trashed Lawrence to Nathan because she was mm-hmm. like, I cheated and I cheated because he checked out of the relationship. I know it wasn't okay, but it happened. So for you to take that and be on some, well, I hope that nigga could keep himself together this time. Oh, the one you cheated on. If it's like that nigga, why are you trying to fuck me? I cheat on you too, bitch. That's some hater yeah. shit, though. That's some, really that's some old dirty Mac and shit. But he failed at it. He did. He and I'm, I'm going to go ahead and take us into the next part of the conversation about his mental health issues. I so appreciate it that he told her exactly what was going on. But please don't throw your mental health as a fucking Hail Mary to get some pussy. Okay, let's go. Yeah. We here. Yes. Okay. We here. That's what I want to talk about. Him and Issa, because I watched the wind down after the episode, and they even said it. Issa and Prentice, Penny, whatever, even said it. Nathan hung out with Issa mad fucking times before he chose to be honest with Mm -hmm. her about his mental health. Like, okay, when she asked you for help about the block party, she didn't came and hung out with you at the barbershop. Y'all hung out when uh, Andrew and Molly was in Mexico. They've hung out several times, and several of those times, he never once fixed his mouth to say, hey, about when you thought I ghosted you, I was having a mental health crisis, to which I found out I was bipolar and, and dealing with depression. You waited till you was in your feelings because Lawrence got that old thing back to, to bring it up. And to me, that makes you. it completely dis- that was disingenuous. Trash. It was. Mm-hmm. It was super fucking trash. Like, mm-hmm. I want I want people as a whole to normalize. I understand mm-hmm. that when you have mental health shit going on that you may act trash to people that you care about. But and I'm going to say this, and I may get some heat for it. It is your responsibility to right those wrongs when you're in a better place, right? And it is not anybody's responsibility to be like, okay, you know what I'm saying? Like, I personally, when I get depressed or when I've been depressed, I have withdrawn from people. But as soon as I'm in a better place, and even going into the bad place, I'll send a quick text in a second like, hey, I'm not in a good place. I'm going to catch up with you in a couple of days. No hard feelings, my bad. And when I get out of it, if I didn't send that text, I'm going to say, hey, my bad. I wasn't in a good place. I need to apologize for the way I kind of just left you out there. You know, it wasn't anything that you did. But he didn't do any of those things. No. No, he didn't. And I mean, I'm not trying to be funny, but (laughs) if you ghost me, you never coming back. So he should be so lucky that Issa has extended him a certain amount of grace that he truly does not deserve, which is why when we said when he helped her out asking Andrew to help her get a headliner, that was because, you know, he treated her poorly. Like for yeah. him to be throwing low blows, he did some shit that Lawrence didn't even do. Oh, niggas never see that. They only throw in the dirt of the nigga that they know. They're never going to turn the mirror on themselves because you're you're like me you know i feel like you were good to even hang out with him in the first place because honestly after that favor i would have been like thank you i appreciate it and kept it out because why are we hanging out if we have not had the conversation that rectifies why you wronged me 
Why do I still have those questions in my mind? Because that shit eats at you. Um, We talked about getting ghosts way early in the season. That shit hurts. So the fact that you're in my fucking face smiling and cheesing and shit with them weird eyes and you couldn't even give me a real answer as to why you ghost me, I wouldn't have nothing for him. No, I I wouldn't have shit for him. And not only that, Issa did not... Um, she was so kind and gracious as he revealed that to her, mm-hmm. even though he was yeah. using it like a big joker. She still didn't shit on him. You know, she, you know, told him she was glad he was feeling better. Sorry, he had to go through that. And then they had to go over to Andrews to get these last few boxes. And mm, mm-hmm. they walked in on Andrew and Molly about to have a big blow up. And what pissed me off about this was. Nathan and Issa tried to get the fuck up out of there. They did. They was yeah. not trying to stay. They was not trying to eat dinner and have wine and crack jokes. They was trying to get the fuck out of Dodge and Molly all but begged them to stay. She was grandstanding. That was her way of proving to Andrew that, hey, look at me. Look at me. Yeah. Doing the work. Yeah. Look at me. I'm going to be nice to the bitch. You're right. Um. They eat, they stay, you know, they're reminiscing, they're cracking jokes. That's cool or whatever until, bitch, you can't even be a terrible friend, right? What is wrong with you? Mm -hmm. You sent a text to Issa Mitford Andrew saying, see, I'm trying with her. And Issa reads it and responds, oh, this must wasn't meant for me. And she basically runs out. What type of sorry bitch are you to use your best friend as a pawn to make mm-hmm. a point to a nigga that your best friend even introduced you to, bitch. Wouldn't be no that Andrew without Issa. That shit was that broke my heart. Me. That broke my heart because, like, for me, and we've all discussed this off the show as well as on the show, we value our friendships with our girlfriends, especially mm-hmm. our best friends. And for the way that Molly has been treating Issa as her best friend, it broke my heart. Knowing that you can be in that space with a friend that you've divulged your secrets to, that you cried with, that you laughed with, and for them to just discard you like this, just to say, oh, it's too difficult for me to be around you now. I don't like the way that you're moving now because I can't be superior over you. I can't own your happiness anymore. I can't dump my problems on you anymore because now you've come into a level of maturity that I am not mature enough to accept so it really hurt and and friendship breakups are worse than romantic breakups because you know men will come and go but having that true genuine girlfriend friendships especially with your best friend and it just dissolves like that it hurts and it takes time to get over i'm with you 100 percent, and i'll even go as far to say it hurts more um, when it's a friend and I felt a way about that episode about that moment in, in particular because to me that's my worst fear realized because I have this thing like people can tell you whatever but you have no idea what they're really feeling about you and my fear is always that people are going to act cool towards me or be nice to me but in their heart they really don't fuck with me and to be able to see that that shit hurt yeah to be able to see that from somebody that in the grand scheme of things, if we look at how everything transpired this season, one of the 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 worst experience Molly had was not her situation with Issa. 
it's it's finding out that your boyfriend that you falling head over heels in love with is a fucking closet racist on the low just anti-black than the motherfucker but you are still mad at Issa. she's unbearable to be around yet you begged her to stay and used her as a pawn and you and andrew's bullshit like Molly is so ugly to me this season. I I wish I had some other stuff to say about her, but I just, I don't get it. I just, I'm trying to see it, but I feel like nothing that happened with the block party shit caused Molly any harm. She lost nothing in that. And she is harping on it to the point where she would disrespect Issa right in her fucking face. Like the unmitigated goal to even send that text message while she's sitting in your fucking face. How trash are you? If any, if you wanted to have that conversation, you should have waited till they left. Yeah. The fact that she couldn't even wait till they left was the, the shit that put the cherry on top of me. Like you are so trash. And you are so one-track minded that all you did, you're wasting your own damn time. You did all that for what? For what? What what was the purpose? What was the reason? Then chased her outside and Issa finally stood up for herself and she told her, I can't be the only one making this friendship work. Okay. I'm not going to be the only one who wants it. I'm not going to be the only one to repair it. And Molly tells her, well, maybe who you are and who I am don't fit anymore. And Issa's like, okay. Wow. Okay. And Molly's mouth hanging open like, okay, bitch. I think I went all episode without calling you a bitch, but you earned this bitch. Bitch, the fact that you was going to make your best friend beg for your friendship you are trifling. That's all she wanted because that conversation would have completely been continued if she would have given a response to that. But what the fuck do you say? You have yeah, basically told to me that? you don't care about me enough to figure out where I belong in your life, you know? And my thing is, bitch, what are you talking about? You don't belong. Where, where does she not fit? Because you where still- Where has Molly grown? No, let me tell you this before we we go any further. It is not that she doesn't have a place in her life for Issa. It is she is one of those bitches that the moment that they get a man, the man becomes their everything. Because the same conversation that she's having with Andrew would have been the same conversation that she has with Issa. But she don't have Issa anymore or whatever. But she has Andrew. So in her mind, we good. I got a man now, bitch, you can scram. Yep. She really expected Issa to beg for her friendship. And when Issa didn't, I was so happy. Like that okay was everything to me in that episode. And yeah, Issa's like, yeah, what more do you want to say, Molly? Okay, bitch, I'm waiting on my Uber. Take your funky ass back in the house with that whole ass teal suit on. Get the fuck out of here. Turtle back in LA. Like, I don't know what season they're in. Never ever know. I don't trust. I don't trust her. Like I don't trust them wigs. That wig and that, that teal outfit went hand in hand together. Because, girl, what the fuck? If you tell me we just don't click no more and and that's it, that's it, that's it. I'm not about to beg you for no friendship. And I'm not too much pride for that. And if you really wanted to talk about the block party and when Easter Brief, it's bigger than that. We've been off track for months. Well, why didn't you try to figure it out months ago? 
why have why has Big Bad Molly, who always got something to say about everybody else's mess and dysfunction in business, why wasn't she able to get on the right track with her friend? You got all that fucking mouth, but couldn't open it to say, East, what what's going on with us? I feel like we ain't where we normally at. What like what's the issue with us? But now it's it's crickets. You don't got no bit no problem popping off about Andrew brother. And the other thing is. If Andrew hadn't addressed the situation with his brother, I would fully be on Molly's side. Mm -hmm. But he checked his brother in the moment and he checked his brother again afterwards. She's just one of those people. No, she wanted a full fucking cuss out and disown because she wants him to treat people the way she treats people. Yeah. Yeah, because you was fully willing to disown your own fucking father over some discretions that happened before you even fucking was born. That was none of your fucking business. That was none of your fucking business. So if you expected Andrew to cuss his brother out and disown him, girl, you you dumber than them wigs look. But you know, Mm -hmm. Issa has said this to her last season when she found out that she sent Nathan away. She said, I don't just throw people away like you do. Mm-hmm. so she said that to her so this this blow up that they've had now that they have decided that you know what okay I'm just going to leave it okay I'm not going to fight for it it's been more than a season in the making as far as the you know the fallout of their friendship but you know what I hope Andrew breaks up with Molly and she got to eat crow She's not going to just eat crow. She is going to completely self-destruct because if she doesn't have the man that she felt like completed her life in the ways that she was missing, that bitch is going to go postal. And the first place she's going to go is running back to Issa. Mark my damn words. She's going to reach out to Issa. It won't be any more of Issa reaching out to Molly because Issa is establishing herself. She has reconnected with Lawrence. She's finding this new career path. She is starting to thrive in ways that she hadn't in a long time. And I feel like when Molly said, maybe the person you are now, she was basically telling Issa, you've become, you've become less dependent on me and I don't like it. Like you're not hitting me up when you don't have money. You're not hitting me up to go places. You're not, you're getting things done on your own. You making your own decisions. And I don't like that shit. And so we, since you not my lap dog anymore, I don't want to play. And it's crazy that she does that. And then turn around and saying breasts that talk about what a user she is. You like mm-hmm. that shit. You, you mm-hmm. are one of those people who don't feel like they are really contributing to anything unless you're fixing something. And for you to turn around and say, oh, you're a user because you willfully step in every time she needs something, even though you're rolling your eyes, then I don't know what to tell you today. Mhm. Yeah, I definitely I if I had to say I agree with you Bree, Andrew is going to leave Molly. It may not be permanently, but there's going to be a breakup based on her attitude and her behavior and she's going to go running back to Issa. She's going to call and pick up that phone because she's not going to have anyone else cuz have y'all noticed she's alienated herself from the circle completely? She's not spoken to Kelly. She's not spoken to Tiffany. She's not talking to Issa. She was ignoring Kelly's calls and never called Kelly back. Unlike Issa called Kelly back. So she doesn't really have anyone. I mean, nope, she doesn't. I I predict she's, 
she's alienated herself from them because she acts like she doesn't even like them for real like she she's just she seems so fucking sadity i know that's not a word we're supposed to be using but she just she she makes herself out like she's better than everybody else especially with her family i hate that shit because honestly she couldn't have been raised like that that's some attitude she picked up along the way Right. But I'm actually looking forward to seeing um, her her breakdown. She is going to run to Issa like Tony Charles ran to that damn church when she got chlamydia. Okay. <laughs> Listen, I think so. That's it, right? That was everything. The mm-hmm. preview for the season finale didn't really give us too much, so I don't even know. I don't know what to make of it other than Lawrence probably got that job in San Francisco. Um, Yeah. And Molly starts having a meltdown. Predictions. Yeah. She going to have to choose between Nathan or Lawrence. And I hope Daniel get back in the mix, but no, Daniel is gone. Daniel is gone, sweetie. Let it go. I'm sorry. Okay. Let it go. I let it go. I let it go. Wait, wasn't he on that Purge show or something? What what can we see him in? Can we have is he anywhere? I just would like to see him on Instagram. I don't really care about seeing him. Oh, he was in the photograph. He sure was. Okay. He's uh he played Issa's dad on the photograph. Like (laughs) now? No, like Issa's mom and oh, okay, okay, yeah, dates Daniel when she's much younger or whatever. But yeah, he's in the photograph. But I'm gonna watch that tonight. Is it free? I I hope Mm -hmm. I hope she turns Nathan down. Like I hope she wishes him well, but she seems to be really happy with Lawrence, and I hope it stays that way. Right. Yeah. I agree. And, you know, I'm all for a good love story. And I really think that in their case, I was so anti them until I saw, until she gave me that line, like, you make me happy. And I'm like, girl, do what you need to do. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Please. Well, that's it, everybody. We hope y'all enjoyed this episode. It was kind of a long one, but I think it was a lot to unpack in this episode leading up to the season finale. Yes. So yes, y'all will deal. Um, <laughs> but we will see y'all back next week for to discuss the season finale and you know discuss where we're headed next with the insecure experience. And uh, as usual, thank y'all for listening and sharing with a friend and a stranger, a coworker. It don't matter. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you, London. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, (laughs) y'all.